and welcome to the Pro Detailer Podcast. We are coming from the lovely town slash city of Saarbrücken in Saarland in Germany. And we have a very, very special guest. Uh, and you may guess where we are. We are, in fact, in the land of Nanalex. And we have Mr. Nanalex himself, Mr. Florin Kessler. How are you doing, Florin? Fine. Thank you. Thank Ooh. you for having me. You sound amazing on the microphone there, Florin. <laughs> Brilliant. He's got a special microphone voice. He's very, very manly. It's a telephone voice, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Hello, hello, hello. Um, we were here back in 2017 on the Car Care Adventures, where it was videoed, but I've been advised strongly to stay away from cameras or that side of them, understandably so. I wasn't here for that. No. I'd, be, I'd been to Flex, and then I buggered off back home. Well, you don't like driving places. No. So so that kind of limited a, a road tour. I like it even less now, driving around in the Tesla. Yes, the Tesla is um, our Soulless. rental. It is, it is soulless, and it's not actually that quick. I, I miss Subarus. Anyway, uh, let's not go down that thing so quickly. What is different about this podcast compared to any other? The fact is we are all smoking cigars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really unsinister mafia meeting. Yeah. Um, and and it, it simply it is a sign of Florian's generosity because he appeared with three cigars. Well, he actually appeared with two and said, would you like any? We both said yes. It was slightly awkward. I had to go all the way back to the office to get a third one. And now, <laughs> now we're all smoking cigars. Matching one. Matching ones. <laughs> and as it happens, um, there is a real skill and art to smoking cigars, which uh, we've only discovered in the last two or three minutes and been told how, how it should be done properly. These are life lessons. It's not like bumming down on Marlborough Road outside the school gates. No. <laughs> There's a lot more to it. Than that. <laughs> it's how you cut it. It's how, you, how hard you suck and how quickly the edges go. That's in the something else outside the school gates. <laughs> per minute. Yeah, exactly. You're supposed to do so. This is from from extraordinaire um, cigar man Florent is one I, I one cycle a minute with it, but yeah. but that's the general rule. And and what are these? Are Cuban? Uh, yeah. For those who are in cigars, and I know some of our listeners statistically are going to be in cigars. <laughs> what what are what are the, the? I'm reading this here. It says Hoyo de Monterey Havana. Havana. Yeah, it is. Uh, Siri La Hoya. La Hoyo. Yeah. So that's good. I'm so just glad you didn't try and do that with a Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> now you give me the idea. <laughs> anyway, no, we at least we're sober. Um, so we have got lots of exciting things to talk about. But first of all, I wanted to do a kind of official congratulations because when we were here five years ago, we'd, uh, Florian just moved into a new factory and it was a massive, great big building. It was actually a, an education facility. It was a school, yeah. A school for uh, railroad, kind of practical hands-on education. Yeah. Um, and in there, you had production, you had boxing, you had goods in, goods out, you had R&D, you had everything. Everything, yeah. And then you had a little training center in town, which is where we managed to turn up to by mistake, um, which is why we were late arriving last time. Yeah, and uh, Matthew Bedworth, the cameraman, has still not forgiven me about it. <laughs> um, so he's still it's holds a 10 minute drive, so. Okay. <laughs> I know, but not when you don't know where you're going. And so. in five years, you haven't got any better at navigating, to be fair, even with a massive Tesla screen in front yeah, of I, you. I need to be able to see the lichen growth on the tree to work out which way is north, and then I'm better at navigating, but it keeps changing. Um, so. Uh, now things have changed a little bit. We are in the new detailing university, training center, R&D center, media center. And my God, it is it amazing. It's awesome. It, Thank it's you. really cool. Um, and actually what it is, the school element looks down over what used to be a rail yard, massive, great big site, which has since been modernized. You imagine a big factory, lots of angled roofs and stuff like that going down, and they kind of cut it into slices. Um, and then each slice is kind of an industrial unit, a big industrial unit. I'm guessing this is what, 2,000 square meters? 
No, this um, this particular one. Yeah, three hundred. Three hundred square meters. Yeah, I'm really bad at my power of ten. So it's the it's the smallest size they have here. Mm -hmm. So the other ones are twelve hundred. Twelve hundred, and you've because we've been to a couple of those some we couldn't because you're doing super secret things um, and um, but there are at least two that we've seen but you've actually got more than that I think um, yeah we have four four yeah. you give me a look that says there's four but there's actually five it's very <laughs> secret four plus the original no, site at the top of the hill um, and yeah plus that we have one that we're kind of moving out at the moment so gotcha because we have another new one so um yeah so moving on and it's really weird so they, they had railroads going through it for obviously back in the yeah. industrial day and i was talking to josh tobin who we've also interviewed in the past and he was saying how the problem with leaving the railroads in is if somebody's doing some hardcore work in yeah. one part it sends the vibrations yeah. through to the other bit so we have it next door it, where they have the machine <laughs> <laughs> and there's some sort of fish market next door i was getting whiffs whiffs uh, of sort of cod and, and no they actually grow sea fish in uh, modified uh, shipping containers. Oh, so mm. fish farming. Yeah, it's fish farming, but you can basically, you can buy the container mm -hmm. and do your own fish farming That's with sea fish. If you is, get, is getting the combine harvester in there afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> is that for commercial fishing or is that just for people with really weird hobbies? Um, I think it's more for commercial mm -hmm. fishing, but I think the idea was actually to offer this to restaurants and, you know, places. Sustainability. Yeah, places that are relatively far away from the actual sea. sea. Yeah. So they can have fresh fish because you could technically just take it out of there and start cooking. So. That was the idea. I don't... Well, it makes sense because how long... I mean, because trucks obviously are limited on the autobahns. You can't do 155 yeah. miles on a truck. So it's going to take a minimum of, what, six hours to get to anywhere sea-like, and that's probably going to be the four. Mediterranean... Four. And four. that's going to be Mediterranean. To Netherlands. North. Oh, to the, north. Oh, sea. to the north. Okay, so that's proper sea. Yeah. Not Mediterranean big salty ponds sort no. of thing. No. Yeah. Um, but still, I mean... Yeah. It's they've, not. they've flooded this unit three times, <laughs> so... Get any fish as well? No, no, no. <laughs> just to, just, break just to stink. Oh. So the first two times, you know, I was kind of easy about it, I guess. No, no, nobody died. Third time, I told them it can't happen again. And since then, we're not really. Next time, it's going to really be a, uh, of, of, of uh, fallout remover <laughs> flowing into their unit. See how they like it. I mean, they, they handle the chemicals a bit differently than we do. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not going to help the smell, though, if you put fallout remover into all the fish no, tanks. No. <laughs> That's going to be. <laughs> Um, but anyway, the, the site is super cool. And just to describe it, there will be photos in issue 17. So what you need to do is, is subscribe and buy issue 17 to see the photos. But I will describe it to you lightweight. We have uh, scaffold-style trellises going Aluminium truss. Aluminium truss. Exactly. Um, I, and what's the difference between a trellis and a truss? Uh, you spell them completely differently. Okay. <laughs> um, and they've got um, stretched fabric with the purple Nanolex logo and the kind of the lotus leaf style going all the way through the roof. Loads of LED lighting. It's almost as if, and it's not just white lighting, it's not just detailing lighting. We've got multicolored lighting. It's like a... It's a party uh, atmosphere. It is. It feels like there's a Charles Disco could happen at any moment. We do like an annual like... Staff, Charles Disco. Uh, birth um, staff... Uh, Get together. Party, party yeah. in summer. And then we have like the... How do you call it in English? Like the the, um, the decks? Uh, no, for the kids, the, the bouncy castles, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah jumping castles and things like this. You say for the kids? I'm sure Josh goes on it as well. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, like at some it, point, because there's alcohol, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening that probably shouldn't, you know, so. Why bring your kids like to something a, like that? Can't you just leave them at home in a cupboard? No, no, we do, we do like a family a separate uh, one. event. Family no, no, friendly. no, it's a family event, like on purpose. So. Okay. We don't do Christmas parties, so. Yeah, well, fair enough. Christmas party too. We don't, we haven't done Christmas, Christmas parties party in the middle of winter. And I, I prefer yeah. doing something like this in summer where you can actually... Well, you can go outside without freezing to death. Yeah. So, you know, bonus. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it's got above, like, zero degrees since we've been in the country it's, so far. Yeah. So it's a chill at the moment, isn't it? It's a humidity as well. Freezing. Uh, it feels Yeah, cold. it is. It, it is. Mm. It is cold. I mean, I've, I've been in Norway in minus 10 with much lower yeah. humidity. Yeah, and you can walk the humidity is, yeah, I know. It's, I it's, know. it's yeah. tragic. It's, it's, but actually, the weather is pretty nice at the moment. I mean, as long as there's, like, sunshine, like now... Mm. I mean, we could instantly see demand going through the roof this week. Well, you were saying that. As soon as the sun comes out, you start getting orders coming yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting one. We don't, sadly, benefit from the same phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when the weather gets shitty, people will read PVD because they have to stay inside. Uh, you, you, you see, I, I think they should. I think they should, whether uh, they it's do It's mostly or. based on toilet habits, I think. Yeah. You need sure. the magazines by the toilets. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, we ought to encourage curry. But you, you, meant, you mentioned, you know, the orders going through the roof. That's why you've had to expand so rapidly. Is that that's mostly from the private side? Mm, both. I mean, late, lately, the brand has become, I guess, in higher demand again. Partially, I guess, because of Auto Mechanica last year. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but in 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 general, it, um, yeah, we we specialized in a very specific niche. I mean, obviously, everyone, you know, or a lot of companies uh, offer, you know, like private label or white label or whatever you want to call it, uh, contract manufacturing, etc. You know, but. We look at it from a different angle, you know. We are You're much more custom. Yeah, mm. we do only full custom. So it's, it's bespoke. You're not just pouring yeah, yeah. So kit you, into you other bottles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you basically, uh, you don't even need to ask, like, can you do this product in a different bottle? We, we won't. You have to tell us exactly what you want, and then we make your product. <laughs> so, and then we also don't sell it to anyone else, and we wouldn't use it for the brand either. So that's so, and that that is a difference because there are a lot of companies out there that just put yeah. their own stuff into other bottles. And actually, we we have been on the benefit because your uh, right hand man or left hand man, I don't know quite how you view him, Andreas, um, is a bit of a bit of a chemistry genius. Um, yeah. Despite his, I think his, his his doctorate is in neuro neuro genetics. Isn't it? Yeah. Something very yeah. again clever stuff. But yeah. but you never polish a car with a neurogeneticist. You'd have heard him on the last uh, season of the podcast. Yes, you should. <laughs> Which was auto mechanic. Oh yeah, it was. We are indeed. Well, there are two things I want point out one is that we've been developing a product today with him and it's a product unlike any other we've actually invented a niche in detailing we've just got to prove that it works um, and uh, we don't want to go into too much detail but <laughs> in case it doesn't in case it doesn't <laughs> but put it this way we'll edit this bit out if it doesn't it's fine i wanted to be called unclog and i wanted to have a picture of a dutchman removing a clog from his foot and i said no well, Why not? Oh, okay, well, that's a shame. Yeah, because, anyway, never mind. Yes, I've got buttons here. They make funny noises. <laughs> yes. Okay. I say it's funny noises, so they make the, noises. You know it's the first time, so. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, we're, 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 we're breaking his flower. That's not the phrase, but you know what I mean. It's really weird. Next to me, there is a mannequin, um, and it's all garbed up in, in Nanlex branded clothing. Just, just seems to like it. Yeah, but just out like, the corner of my eye, it looks sometimes, like Sometimes, yeah, it's scary, especially when you come here. 
at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can see in the morning the person unlocks the door and finds you flat on the ground, knocked out with a, with a mannequin with a missing head. <laughs> you just need to put some googly eyes on him or something, <laughs> yes. make him a bit more friendly. <laughs> with a voice you know, box activated exactly, by motion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, that'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting there is you said uh, that from Auto Mechanica show, demand has gone up, mm-hmm. which is interesting because what we're talking about at the moment, what we want to talk about today in this half is social influencers and the impact they're having on the society and also the economy kind of of them and whether they actually make any damn sense at all. Um, And you see, Auto Mechanica is a long-term show and it's one established, well-trodden path of getting, you know, and and other automotive shows also apply in a BBC way, um, of getting your brand out there and meeting the right people. And Auto Mechanica, in this case, is very much B2B, so it's where you meet your distributors, your resellers. And so one conversation can end up with hundreds of thousands, if not million pounds worth of business moving forward, as opposed to, say, other car shows where you might talk to somebody called Derek, he might talk to you for 25 minutes, and then he might ask, could I have a freebie? You never know, but in principle, yeah. 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 Um, However, social influencers are now charging really quite big, scary money. We're talking 12 grand plus for a video and a couple of Instagram stories. And uh, Florian, you, you we're you, not paying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you know those guys though. You've you've worked with these yeah. guys in the past, not yeah. at that rate. Right? Yeah. And you're talking about the you know what, what's your opinion? How do you think they they sit? You have quite a few of them, and then there's different approaches. And I think some of them make. I mean, I can only you know speak of what what I personally you know how I personally you know look at it. Yeah. It's like. Um, you know, some of them I actually watch because I think it's entertaining mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's, informative. Yeah. You know, so we were watching I mean, the video earlier of the the Scottish guy making a uh, it, uh, making a sandwich out of a pie, some ketchup, exactly. some cheese, and then deep that, frying it. It is interesting too. It's entertainment. That is. It is. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know how long he'll last. It's actually <laughs> like, um, you know, it changed a lot over the years too. I mean, I remember, or in, in my opinion, like in the English-speaking detailing community, mm-hmm. I would say like the first one to really do it properly was uh, Larry Kozilla. Mm-hmm. And when he just started, he did this video with his Audi R8 or someone's Audi R8. I don't know. Doesn't matter. He has a Subaru Outback. I'm telling you. I it's think true. his wife that drives it. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> same difference, one and the same. Okay, so, um, yeah, and he did this video. I remember he did this video on how to wash your car properly. And I don't know how many times I send out the link of this video to people that I spoke to because I thought, okay, just watch it and just leave me alone, you know, because this will tell you, like, pretty much what I would want to say at this point. So... But that, that, um, that's the same thing that a lot of seasoned detailers like the likes of Mike Phillips do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Whenever he's it's asked a question on social media, he he links to yeah. when he's answered the question ten times. Yeah, before. yeah, exactly. And that this is, I think, also what you should do in some way. But you know, there's um, how do I put it? It's like you know, for example, the videos that they used to do with uh, Auto Geek that would be like ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. Two hours. I love that. So I don't have the attention span for that. Me neither. So I, I do. Okay. But so I'm different. I mean, it's like exact. It's like you have your audience. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's the same with other hobbies. You know, where I watch videos, and then sometimes you know they will talk like an hour. 
about something, but I prefer the 10 minute version because I have stuff to do and I don't have the attention for it. And it's well, everything's so bite sized. It's like TikTok. Exactly. Now. They're all so, 10 seconds long. It's yeah. just a girl jumping up and down yeah. with things moving I mean, around. Now, you know, sort of exactly with, with TikTok, you know, what you see is like, in my opinion, you see like a lot of redundant stuff. You know, they do, you know, you're basically filming yourself washing a car, you speed it up 300% and you put it on TikTok with a sound. Yeah. Okay, so I don't see the... the benefit yeah. i mean you you could argue and again this is the difference is, is a lot of people in marketing for years way before tiktok even existed talk about brand awareness mm -hmm. and that's normally a way of working around the fact that if somebody pays x for somebody to do a, a, a video or something it doesn't lead to the sales directly they say no 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 but it's brand awareness because people have been watching on tiktok and when there was a, a girl jumping up and down with things moving up and down as well about a second behind she was holding a bottle of you know nanolite pure shampoo or something that's going to be in their head it will that's... always work mm. that will always work assuming you're not staring at something else no which I, obviously we wouldn't <laughs> some things else. but that would make it too easy right <laughs> yeah it, well, yes but uh, you wouldn't necessarily lead to lots of sales but at least no. you'd be in people's minds yeah you know you'd so be you associated could, with bouncing things you could put it in your marketing mix yeah mm. and, if, and, if yeah. that's the image you, you want, want to transport yeah so which sexy. We, yeah you don't necessarily want that image so what would, what would your if you like your ideal relationship with social influencers be you know rather than paying them a, a huge fee up front I for mean maybe results if you're if you're looking at it I mean there, there's always you know in detailing there's always the aspect of passion you know where in my opinion a lot of times you know, it's also, it's becoming a problem at some point. You know, I used to wash cars for money myself. Mm -hmm. I know how it is. You know, I know how it is when you're passionate about what you do, but you have to put a certain limit to that in terms of, you know, when you... <laughs> Passing license to each other, obviously, because it's a good lifestyle. When you... Um, you know, you have to pay bills, you have to make sure the bottom line is yeah. okay, right? So you have to sort of figure out a way to kind of satisfy both aspects, you know. The you business. have to know when to stop. Exactly. So, and this is the, the big, I mean, I see this a lot with detailers, you know, where they quote a job and it's, it is, let's say, a 500 euro job, mm -hmm. really, realistically, and they quote 500. But because of their own expectations, they end up doing too much an 800 euro yeah. job for 500 and they do it continuously. And then it's like, okay, doing so, the job for you instead of doing it for the customer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, with the influencers, obviously, there, there needs to be a reasonable price to performance ratio. Yeah. Like with everything else. Like fiscal performance, you mean here, in terms yeah, of return on in investment? In terms of numbers. Yeah. I mean, of course, some of it will be tangible in terms of turnover. Some of it is not that easy to measure, um, of course. So, you know, obviously any advert you put out anywhere will have some kind of impact. And a lot of times it's not easy to measure it. Mm -hmm. But um, there is metrics behind it. And in a lot of cases, you know, 
I don't see it adding up for the manufacturer. Yeah, and well, you had a you had a suggestion of a different model, a kind of commission model. Well, we actually we actually have one influencer where I, I mean I can't go into the details of the deal, but we basically have a commission based model, and mm-hmm. it gives us a very you know realistic empirical look at you know how much you actually gain from that because if you're looking at TikTok or Instagram and you know how um, over no not oversaturated but it's overcrowded everything yeah. is and how quick it is how can you put a quality message across? That's yeah. that's one of the things with TikTok and, particularly. Yeah, exactly. And so it has to be very repetitive and on a lot of different channels. And it's not that easy. I mean, on, on we also do different media for TikTok than we do for Instagram, for mm. example, because, you know... It's, it's a different audience as well. well. We exactly. Had, it's a different audience too. We had yeah. um, Dale Masterman from Maguire's UK mm-hmm. uh, on a podcast in the last season who just got and done his, uh, his marketing degree during COVID. And he... He summed up each of the social influencer, uh, social, well, social, social channels, channels yeah. um, in quite a quite a, a good way. Where where you're looking at Instagram being visual. Your, your visual beauty shots that mm-hmm. you want people to associate with your brand. You look at TikTok as fast food. Yeah, you know it, mm-hmm. it, it fills yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. It keeps you in people's exactly, minds. Yeah, yeah. Facebook for your your sort your, your main ad, your, your education, your educational yeah. videos, and, and, and YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also with the, with the social influencer, I noticed, and again, social influencer and YouTuber have almost become synonymous, but they're not. No. And I speak as somebody, because we, when we did the Car Care Adventure YouTube series, it cost thousands. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to create quality, kind of basically television, going yeah. through things, long interviews, long this, that, and the other, completely flopped because people didn't want that. They wanted young ladies jumping up and down with a skipping rope. But... And when you tried that, it went <laughs> down even further. I mean, well, actually, I have you know, we had some seriously good views in certain, certain niches. Um, but the, my, my point is that if you take, and I'm going to name them here because they're awesome and they deserve a shout out, Mighty Car Mods, mm-hmm. they do... Big, high-budget video. They do one a year where they go to Japan, buy a car, and tootle around. But they do other things. And presently, they're building um, a Levorg with a with an EZ30R, and they're doing it properly with Possible Motorsport and loads of other companies. It's really engaging, interesting, educational, technical. And yeah, there's product placement in there, I'm sure. And I'm sure there are people going to pay for it. But it's not so uh, mercenary. You know, with the adverts, we just got somebody who's saying, look, I'm a pretty celebrity, so buy the shampoo yeah. and you'll look like me. It's no, like, it love, just, you won't. It, it doesn't work. No. I mean, with the, you know, when, uh, I mean, we also, with the influencer that we work with, Gear Collector mostly, mm-hmm. we did a lineup for him because when we work with someone, for me, it's like, it has to be a fact that he likes doing he's what got, we do. Yeah, he's got to be genuine. Right, so exactly. Yeah. There needs to be a personal interest. There needs to be a certain degree of passion. And there is a so, lot of a lot of hopping with some social influence. Yeah, exactly. There? And it's like they're shifting all the time, and you know, it's basically you pay, you get exposure, but 
no one's really taking it seriously. I mean, I don't take it seriously, you know. There's mm. Yeah, but and also for the people who are passionate and genuine and and stuff like that, yeah. it uh, annoyingly it puts people in the same category as that. So people yeah. say, well, that social yeah. influencer will say, no, Nanlex is is the best shampoo in the world. And then the following day he'll be going, ah, no, I found yeah. one even better because yeah. he's being paid more. Yeah. And so it really assumes that any other social influencer is just as fickle, shallow, and yeah. mercenary as that. And hell, we've been on the brunt of it. We had, we, we've been putting up mini reviews in the magazine on our social media. A lot of people say, oh, I bet you're being paid for that. But yeah. no, no. No, I mean, I, yeah. I know. Yeah, well, you know, absolutely. I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is this is a challenge where it becomes a destructive force overall. So it's almost like you need a kind of a, you know, the green tick you get on Twitter to prove that you really are Donald mm-hmm. Trump or whoever you claim to be. Um, I don't have that one. No. <laughs> well, I've got floppy enough hair. <laughs> um, but if we had the same thing on a kind of, you know, like accredited or something that just kind of says that, look, you can believe what this guy's telling you, whereas others can't. But it's impossible to manage. I know I don't want to do that. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you still have to make up your mind and try it yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I wouldn't want to let any of them like, you know, I don't take it. I I don't take what they say like 100% as, you know, because it's it's always um, subjective, you know, whether you like shampoo A better than B. True. It's just um, for them, I guess one of the problems, if you're an influencer, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, um, I, it's just when you, when you remain like objective in the world we live in mm-hmm. and you're not shouting like any crazy that you people, know yeah you get you exactly if you're not making a lot of noise people take yeah, the notice if, if there's no you, you know you have to have the headlines you have to have you, you have to have drama yeah you can't just say exactly. Look, hey, this is so, our shampoo it's pretty good yeah and you could say it's like i like it because mm-hmm. and i don't like it because it's or you, you always have or many in many times you compare A to B. Mm. And when I look at those comparisons, you know, a lot of times I'm thinking, okay, this is wrong to start with because A and B are not in the same category, in yeah. my opinion. And then you're just you're just talking about something that's... That's irrelevant. You're yeah. comparing apples with oranges. Yeah, exactly. And, and hell, we've been accused of that. And we sometimes intentionally do it because it's quite yeah. fun because you can yeah, we compare I mean, a one-step with a heavy cut, for example, and actually found the one-step had more cut. Yeah. But at least we're comparing compounds with compounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. It's not like, exactly. you know, here's a shampoo I mean, and here's a tractor. You know... I started this because I had the opportunity to offer a product at that time unlike any other product, which was the Ultra Glass Sealant. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing detailing before that for five years, something like this. And found it and thought, okay, you know, I'm going to, you know, put my ideas into practice, like design-wise and mm-hmm. all of that. So, and for me, it was always like quality first. And we basically, we did product after product based on, you know, what we couldn't find. Okay. So w- with the brand, we do exactly what we would like to use. Yeah. I mean, this place, I come, if I have the time, I come here on the weekend and just wash my car. Mm-hmm. And I just like doing this, right? This is, you know, how I would like it to look like, 
this is what I would like to use, you know, when I wash my car. And this is basically the goal when we develop products. Of course, we also listen to our customers. I'm always happy to have a lot of feedback, especially negative feedback. Mm-hmm. To you know, because that's the only way to improve. So we're right? we're in this bubble. This is almost like you're inside your mindscape. This is this is <laughs> we're inside Florian's dreams here. But it, but it's the kind I of mean, place a little that bit, you'd yeah, want I mean, to bring your car, yeah. isn't it? If if you were going to take your car to a detail, this is what you would want. You thought you would. You would yeah, expect I mean, if you're leaving your thousand pounds. This is car. what I do. Do they give you a good price? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you were if you were dropping off your three, four, five hundred pound supercar and you turned up to a unit and it was. Dusty in the corners. Of course, and, I mean, you know, brooms hanging all over the place. It's you, different. You cannot expect someone, you know, to take their pride and joy, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. to a place that isn't equal in look, feel, image to what they expect from the ecosystem around their car. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you just don't trust so, it. If I came here yeah. in a Subaru, yeah. I'd be fairly happy yeah. leaving with you, and I'd just leave Jeff and, the security guard, and that would be it. Yeah. But in some of the detailing places I've been to, I wouldn't drive my Subaru. That God's sake. So, and normally you can sort of, you should fit into that ecosystem. Then you can also ask the prices that are, you know, befitting. Exactly. Yeah. For for what you're looking at, because yeah, it, it, it fits, and that that completely correlates with. I remember talking to Chris McDonald about this, and when he started up his his sort of network of reap centers, he was yeah. talking about the customer experience. He yeah. said, "Look, when you go of and course. buy a new Porsche, of course, you go and sit on snakeskin. You get a pretty girl come and give you coffee. You get ushered in. They call you mm-hmm. sir, not mm-hmm. oi, you get out, but sir. Mm-hmm. And um, you then go and spend an awful lot of money on, on your on your VW, sorry, your Porsche. Yeah. And um, then that, but the problem is, if you then go to a detailing bed which is fat Jeff with his arse hanging out, you, it's not the same experience. And what Chris was able to do was, was say, look, here is, here's the snakeskin, here's, here's, yeah. here's the artisan coffee. And he even had an Xbox and in the waiting room. It's bizarre, it's, but it worked. Yeah, and it's because he's putting into practice what he personally likes. Mm. Yeah, right? no, he, so he's I'm, I'm doing the same guy. because yeah. who do you, yeah, I mean, who do you know better than yourself? Yeah. I'm basically making products for people like me. Well, like people for people like us. Well, that's that's a fair point. I don't want to say me because there's a lot of people involved. So there's you know yeah, it's a big team. Andy obviously involved and Josh is in, mm-hmm. you know and a lot of customers too. I mean everyone who's coming here, you know we we always we're showing prototypes, we're asking for opinions, you know things like this. So of course, I mean I like to involve everyone. So that's part of you know my. Mm-hmm. But everyone here is they're not exactly the same as you, but they're no, I mean similar. Sometimes, for example, you know, when we did interior cleaner many years ago, I went to a small show and we had three samples with three different scents and no one wanted to send. I won. Okay. So we did the scent. Everyone wanted. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, luckily I can ask, you know, Andy, like, can you do five liters for me with the scent that I want? So (laughs) you get special treatments. Okay. So, um, Florian special interior. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the, the thing with, uh, you know, private labeling. It's like, I know that my, um, ideas, you know, are not necessarily, to everyone's taste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is, and because I know that, 
I'm telling everyone, I'm very sorry, but you have to put in more work than saying, I want this in a different color. Mm -hmm. You have to tell us what you want. Mm -hmm. And, and it's actually, into it. and it's actually yeah. not easy because the thing is, if we, we probably could sell the same product to five different customers, but what is going to happen? Five different companies will offer the same product. So how can they actually differentiate mm -hmm. their their own brand, their own feeling, their exactly. own Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so at the end of the day, what it will come down to eventually is that if people like the product, let's say they tried all five of the products and they like it, they will buy the cheapest. Yeah. And okay. It's a so the battle. what's yeah. going to happen? You know, the five customers of ours are going to start fighting each other. Mm -hmm. And there's absolutely no point. And in the end, we will suffer too. Yeah. And actually, you know, the, the genius in creating car detailing products, some of it is going to be the chemistry, obviously. Mm -hmm. But also, you've got to have the idea. I mean, like, you know, we, we could have an idea for making a piece of hardware. Yeah. But we can't packaging, do it ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's the originality a, of it. That's the value of, of it. Exactly. A lot of times... Of course, I mean, for us, the starting point is the chemical because mm -hmm. we expect a certain performance and then we put it in our packaging. Mm -hmm. So, um, but of course, your uniqueness could be the packaging, mm -hmm. the way, you know, I don't know, you, you put the product on the car, the... It, it could be for an environment. It yeah, could be the, exactly. a shampoo so, that works in minus 10, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa exactly. So it could be something very specific. And then this is what we want to do. And you facilitate that. Yeah. But it's somebody else's inspiration yeah. that, that fuels it. Exactly. This is why we have this place here. You know, I'm, you know after Auto Mechanica, obviously, there was a lot of people I started you know catching up with mm -hmm. regarding private label <laughs> sounds and, as i started catching up with you owed me money <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i send them a follow-up i mean a lot of them you know instantly like yeah. send me an email even while we were still there or mm. we wrote it down and it's like okay we're going to do this this and that and then you know you come here we we i mean ideally we would know beforehand what the idea is andy would make a prototype we try the prototype on the car in practice and then we sort of Hold work it. on the details on the fly and then when you leave you basically have your product your range whatever i mean and and this is this is a big thing is that um a lot of people don't necessarily know exactly what they want until they know mm -hmm. what they don't want and mm -hmm. i had this in web design you know you build somebody they describe what they want you build them something they say no i don't like it and yeah. it's only when you say right what don't you like about yeah. it they can fiddle and it is this on the fly development in the product we did today you know we for example there wasn't enough foam the right foam that we wanted so and it just tweaked some things and then mm -hmm. had it and then yeah the foam game was strong and this is this is a strength that you have to be a kind of a, a chemist and have all the facility and the experience to be able to offer that yeah. um particularly as we developed a potentially i don't want to be bold but i think this could be an absolute game changing yeah. chemical um in in the space of what two hours and, and andy himself saying he's developed some of the famous nanolex products that have yeah. gone on to be a massive success yeah. it's basically as long as it's taken him to smoke a cigarette you know it's, it's bizarre i mean it, it can be like that yeah you know, it, it depends on the product. I mean, the most difficult thing to come up with and the most expensive thing to come up with was uh, polishes. Mm. Took yeah, a very long yeah. time. Yeah, the compounds. That took a very long time. But now, I mean, you develop a feeling for how those products sort of work. And then 
you know, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper into it and actually do crazy things with it, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes, you know, and because we like playing around with it, you know, sometimes you will do the exact opposite of what everyone else will, mm -hmm. will be doing. And, you know, then you figure out, okay, like, you know, That's how, that's how you innovate. Yeah. yeah. And because Andy said he went through 80 different, um, actually it was Josh, so at, 80, at least, 80 at different, least. yeah. We still have all of them here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And no, the they're actually, they're on top of here. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. We still have, we, we have lots of lots them. Awesome. So. But with, with there, it's also, it's all very well if you've got one car here and we're yeah. about 20 degrees in here and you squirt it on, it works, boom. Yeah. But no, of course, you have to. No, you no, have to. You, and it was saying how Josh was, said it goes to Abu Dhabi or Dubai yeah, and then it goes off to Canada, it, Iceland. I, I know, I mean, over time, you know, you know which customers you should, you know, who give good give feedback. it to, and then yep. you get feedback. And yeah, it's not about giving good feedback; it's about giving honest feedback. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot yeah. of a lot of companies out there who will send them out to their favorite. Uh, I mean, favorite friends, if you like, yeah. and get yes men answers yeah. back, and they I'm, don't develop. But it's it's, I, you know, don't get me wrong, but you know, I there's nothing. I benefit from well we always assume that when we're finished with a product that it is the best product possible right so i assume good feedback so i don't really care about good feedback mm -hmm. i only care about what could be done better because yeah there is yeah yeah no I, I, exactly is to be To be constructively critical yeah. is, is a thing. Yeah, yeah, and this is hard. Mm. At, you know, the, the times we live in, it's like well, and, and this it's goes, all black and white. Yeah. It, it goes very neatly back into social influences because yeah. I know a lot yeah. of people who shout about, "Oh yeah, we get to send loads of stuff to test," and then suddenly yeah. it's all over Facebook that and that it's such a brilliant product. So I'm sitting there going, "Hang on, are you actually testing and researching, or is this social influencing again?" I, it, it's dubious, but no, it's been it's it's fascinating. it's also not easy because you know we've had um, in influencers that were testing mm -hmm. like sort of trying to apply like a certain like scientific you know approach rules, yeah. whatever you want to okay but we actually have equipment to actually do those tests we've seen it your flashpoints and your, and your Things, advanced I mean also like durability testing and you know so I can tell you which coding lasts longer And then you see obvious um, kind of misinformation, yeah. Yeah. you know, so um, you can then at least track back to, is that a problem with application? Do we need to change our yeah. instructions and with them? You it's know, normally you can, you can tell if someone really means testing if they come back to you before they publish mm -hmm. something negative yeah. because they will ask like look we did this then that happened and it wasn't okay it didn't work as we expected it didn't work like you claim it should work and then you can normally figure it out mm. i drank it all and i'm not at all glossy i'm feeling quite bad <laughs> so there's that. always you know but It's a tricky old minefield, isn't it? I mean, it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then there's probably, I mean, there must be, because it's a business, uh, there must be competition within the influencer community. Oh, there really is. Right? Yeah. So how do you, 
you know, how do you become the best influencer? Well, this, uh, this is my point about Mighty Car Mods. You create content actually because you're passionate about mm -hmm. it. You're not wedded to one particular person. But then the difficulty is where do you get the revenue stream from? Mm -hmm. Because if somebody's paying you and you say bad things about their products, I can guarantee you yeah. it's going to struggle. And we, yeah. I mean, we have it just in, in, in the reviews we do. When we test a product and it's from somebody who's supported us in the past, if it's bad, we will go to them and ask them about it. Because yeah. the first thing we want to make sure and is we are doing it fine. wrong. It's like, mm. it's, it's basically what I would ask for yeah you know so so it's interesting you know how, how it all works out but but what i would say is it's a constantly changing situation and yeah. i think the message to a lot of listeners is to qualify a little bit on what you hear and what you watch you might have a hero still try it yourself well personal experience but if it's I, possible well this is the thing is that there might be what two thousand shampoos out there easy yeah so you can't buy them all and try them all so you're going to be navigated no, and nudged in one direction or the other as an indicator but don't take it as a given as gospel fact. yeah yeah absolutely so well we are going to take a, a little pause -a and when we get back we've got some other topics would be great to talk about so we will see you in a flash Auto Mechanica 2023, widely known as the most important trade show for the UK automotive industry with over 500 leading exhibitors taking part. It's on at the NEC in Birmingham between the 6th and 8th of June and brand new for 2023. We have a dedicated detailing area as well as the Detailing Live Hub. Industry Educators UK Detailing Academy are hosting practical demonstrations, manufacturer showcases and answering all of your detailing related questions. So visit the Auto Mechanica Birmingham website today to book your free ticket. And we're back. We are in Saarbrück and still, and we are with the lovely Florian of Nanolex fame, and we are still smoking cigars. And we've, we've, had, <laughs> we've had the last 10-minute explanation of how they should be smoked and the different types from Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Havana. I, I feel like I could talk in a knobby way about them while with very little information. I mean, as in, I've learned enough to kind of keep keep my head up, so to speak. And you're already experienced in talking in a knobby way. <laughs> the rest is experience. It's like with detailing. It is. It's not, it's yeah, not, it's you, not an experience I can afford to maintain, though, it has to be said. <laughs> in the UK, it is... It is quite, yes, extortionate. But anyway, uh, I want to talk about various things in this second half. And the first thing is coating trends, because you brought out something called Cerebide. Yeah. Uh, and I am saying that right. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Okay. And it was a um, it was a auto mechanic. You did that, and we grabbed a bottle and we took it home and we applied it to Ian's much abused French car. And not, not girlfriend. Not girlfriend, no. She's, uh, she didn't do so well with the ceramic coating on. And so... Um, Easier to wash, though. <laughs> Jess moth once a week. <laughs> yeah, fine. The kid at the same time, you saves water. You know, environment. There's a reason I don't let her listen to the podcast. <laughs> There's a reason I don't tell her about the podcast. Yeah. Um, but the anyway, uh, upshot was this car had been abused over and over. It had lots of swells and scratches and stuff like that. And the big thing with Cerebide is it has some added filling ability over that of a typical coating. Yep. And we applied it. And when we first applied it, while well, it was still wet, all the marks just disappeared. And in issue 16, you'll see there's like um, stop motion photography we did of it. And when it first went on, it's like, my God, it's just corrected this car, right? All detailers now unemployed. 
Um, however, it dried, and obviously then some of the marks came back, but it definitely yeah. reduced the marks by, yeah. I don't know, 10, 15, 25%, something like that. Um, and it is interesting because I was talking to Andreas, your chemist, mm. and he said that, yeah, there is a way we could give it even more filling, and it could go you know, even more in that direction. And There's always room. There's always room for improvement. I mean, the idea is... You know, to in the long run, like have a coating where basically anyone can apply it to any car in any condition. You know, you just sponge it on, you walk away, and next day, cars like new. And it's done, and it's kind of like the PPF effect because you can put PPF on sanded paint, and it still looks yeah looks amazing. It's a good way because of the glue. It. Yeah, yeah, filling up but, everything. Pr- yeah. yeah. So what I wanted to know from you because you have been from the very start. Mr. Ceramic Coatings, as in you're you very much uh, kind of in that world uh, mm-hmm. from the early days. Where do you think the direction of ceramic coatings coming? I mean, you've already given away a fair bit. You think anybody can use it on any vehicle and it's easy peasy and it's kind of commoditized almost. It's as easy as a wax. I think it almost already is. Like mm-hmm. If you're looking at, you know, Amazon, you can buy like a 10 euro bottle of Mr. whatever Fix. that is. Yeah. I don't believe it's a ceramic coating. I mean, you, in my opinion, you need to start with like a definition. Like, what do you consider a ceramic coating? Mm-hmm. So do for us, that's solid? a good place to start. What, yeah. what do you consider a ceramic coating? What's your definition, if you like? What, what's our 3D, like, I imagine? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it has to be based on polyethylene. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I would consider like a must. Mm-hmm. In my, in, in our opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you're looking at a ceramic precursor, it cures, you have this ceramic-like layer mm-hmm. in the end. You know, there's the two types, per hydropolysilazine, organopolysilazine. We actually use both. Can you say that again quickly and backwards? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> that was a first. <laughs> but, um, and we actually do the only coating, as far as we know, that contains both, which is SA3DHD. So it's a combination mm-hmm. of organopolysilazine, perhydropolysilazine. Um, Say it quickly and they won't notice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it basically gives the density and the the density of a perhydropolysilazine, but mm-hmm. the performance of an or- and the thickness of an organopolysilazine. Um, in my opinion, from the time that the coatings started. Um, not much really happened. It just appeared so it's a to te- have happened a lot. So not much has changed, but all the they've said, oh, we brought out a new no, version. No, what changed the is, and I know that for a fact that a lot of brands deliberately sell things as ceramic coatings that are not even loosely related to mm-hmm. anything like that. Right. So that's the trend. One of the trends. Sorry, one of the trends. Um, so in that case something is marketed as a ceramic coating, but in reality, in my opinion, it's not mm-hmm. at all. Um, you know, you have also like the line extensions, like ceramic shampoo, ceramic, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just when you look at something like this, just keep in mind when polyzilazine um, uh, is mixed with water, it's instantly gone. I mean, it's it's destroyed, right? right? So. It's tricky. I mean, they're more referring, I guess, to SIO2. I know. It's like the a, effect. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, okay, that that's another, like, it's something 
you know, what does the customer... <laughs> Sorry, I've just been scared by the mannequin <laughs> what, again. What does the customer expect if you tell them, we put a ceramic coating on your car, right? They expect hydrophobicity. Mm -hmm. They basically expect what you expect from wax. So technically, you can sell a wax and tell them it's a ceramic coating, and they won't be able to tell the difference. Mm -hmm. If you tell them, if you sell them something synthetic, whatever it is, as long as it beats like crazy, it's okay. It's a mm -hmm. ceramic coating, you know. It's like so. The actual benefit can only be really, you know, experienced over time. As but in a lot of durability, exactly. Scratch resistance, so you look exactly. Yeah. You're looking at those things. Do, right? So do you think that this sort of marketing buzzwording of ceramic mm -hmm. has damaged the reputation of ceramic coatings? No, not necessarily. It, it helped with getting democratizing it, it exactly, mm -hmm. getting it out. So a lot of people now know the term. Mm -hmm. Is now the time to go back and say, okay, you've heard of this term, let's requalify it. I mean, it's, it's a regular thing you've got. Yeah. I have this on the professional side. So I've, I've got, um, I'll see a professional valetor, say, offering um, a ceramic coating that he's done outside after a wash and he's offering it mm -hmm. for tenner. And I say to him, obviously, dude, you're not, you clearly know, and he knows full well he's yeah. not offering a ceramic coating. But he points it on the bottle. And on the bottle, that yeah. manufacturer, that multi-million pound company is saying yeah. ceramic coating. Of course. And in my position, it's like, look, okay, well, look, take the moral high ground and say They're this commercializing is commercializing Exactly yeah, that. Of course. That's but, the big, big trend. So that's that's one of the trends. But where do you think, in a more positive light, I guess, um, do you think there is going to be a schism? Do you think it's going to be, right, in order to use the word ceramic coating, you can't copyright it, I guess. But, no, you... I mean, how do you how I mean, the de well... How to define it? Well, how, how do you control the difference between you know well, a genuine and a? It depends. I mean, well, um, the consumer, I think, should look into the topic mm -hmm. before they make a decision, whether it's the detailer choosing a brand that they apply as a service mm -hmm. or the end customer choosing a product that they want to apply to their car you know you can do some research you can look at for example who's basically out there where you get the indication that it's been like a consistently good product for the last x years yeah three four five years because in my experience a lot of products or even brands they come up with crazy claims. There is a hype around it. There's always a lot of hype for like one year, two years, and then suddenly they're gone, mm -hmm. right? Or a product that's, you know, going from V1 mm -hmm. to V11 <laughs> in four years, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of you haven't developed it properly in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How, how much can you trust the, um, uh, the long term? accelerated testing so if a, if a company brings out something that says it's going to be nine, there's a nine year ceramic coating it, I mean, that's blatantly you can't no mm. no in terms of a time span it's impossible you know the question is how much do you drive the car where do you park the car how often do you wash it how do you wash it it's impossible to to put a, a time on it. How well was yeah. it? How well was it prepared beforehand? Exactly. Yeah. So this is why, for example, we went. We were. I think we were the first to actually say, okay, this will last at least fifty x kilometers, yeah. or x washes in an automatic tunnel car wash. 
And you actually tested that, didn't you? You worked yeah, with a tunnel car wash em- company. Exactly. And we have empirical data on it too. Mm-hmm. So basically you set up like a real, well, you, you try it in reality mm-hmm. on a lot of different cars. You see how it behaves, and then you check in the durability. The durability tester doesn't tell you, you know, this was 50 washes. It'll tell you this is the sequence, it lasted. Mm -hmm. And then you have to draw the conclusion where you say, okay, it lasted 50 washes, it lasted 20,000 cycles. So 20,000 cycles is the equivalent of 50 washes, Mm -hmm. right? So this is the empirical approach that we had. And it's sort of, I mean, We've been doing this for 15 years now, so we have a lot of. I was going to say you've got you've got some real real exactly. term feedback coming yeah. in all the time because obviously you've got the detailing center mm-hmm. here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a car come in today, and it, it had a coach applied to it a couple of years ago. Exactly, mm-hmm. and this is I mean, this is important for what we want to do. We want to be vertically integrated all the way. Not the raw material, not the surfactant or mm. you know anything like that, but we want to formulate it, we want to market it, we want to sell it too. I mean, in Germany, we you can buy directly from the factory online. Yep, so we have our pack. own yeah. exactly. So we have our own online shop, um, and we have a detailing center. So that gives us, you know, the we have three-dimensional approach. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can look at it from many different angles. And if a customer says, okay, this doesn't work, we can check it instantly. Mm. And we can prevent a lot of issues because we can test prototypes for as long as we want in a real condition. And you can educate the customer. Yeah. You know if the yeah, customer's yeah. doing it yeah, wrong, you'll see something come through. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And you can bring them in here and show yeah, them how to do exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. So, so it's kind of like the the, the, the farm to plate restaurants where they can see the yeah, entire and, journey of everything and, and I mean, they know when something's right. We, we've always offered, like, no matter who it is, if you bought any of our products, you have a problem, you can call, you can come here, mm-hmm. we will do it with you, we will show it to you, you know, whether it's a bottle of shampoo or you're a country distributor, you mm-hmm. know, it doesn't matter. You know, if you bought a bottle on... On eBay. Amazon three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No matter who you bought it from, you know, you can come here and it's no problem. Mm. You know, we'll, we'll show it. So, because it's like, yeah. That's the thing. And that is a, in a way, that's a defining factor of, of Nanlex. There are some ceramic companies who've got a training center or have got a detailing bay. There are ones who do, you know, different levels of, of preparation. You know, some some will yeah. do just the bottling. Some will do, yeah. you know, the formulation as well. Yeah. So it is, it's a nice defining factor. One other thing that I happen to know you are kind of investing heavily in at the moment is a kind of a green, clean range, an environmentally yeah. friendly range. Now, it's- how did you describe it before I go on and no, put words in your uh, mouth? It's basically, well, it's it will be like pictogram free based mm-hmm. on renewable uh, resources. Mm-hmm. Um, the range will be six, seven products to start with that we've showed it. Well, we basically already showed it last year after Auto Mechanica, but mm-hmm. we keep using it, keep sending out samples for people to try to get feedback. So it's kind of in the the beta test stage. Yeah, we're basically, we need um, to give it names, a design, it'll probably be a sub-brand with like a... Well, as 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 I explained with the D-Clog product mm-hmm. that we developed in part one, yeah. um, I'm very good at names and available at a very decent rate. Yeah. 
Good. Just just to explain that, I'll, that, I'll pic, that pictogram free. Yeah. Thing, that, that, <laughs> yeah. That's the CLP labeling on the side of the product that says exactly. there are warning X signs. hazards yeah, yeah. or X so, irritants. I mean, yeah. you have to, like you asked, you know, you have to make. Def, you have to come up with your own definition of what you consider green, mm-hmm. right? So um, we're not using uh, solvents really when it comes to the cleaners. Um, the surfactants are different. The perfume oils are different. So more biodegradable. Biodegradable, exactly. Um, and sustainably sourced. You're not cutting down unicorns or trees. Exactly. Like a lot it. of it, I mean, a lot of the surfactants are based on renewable resources. <laughs> so... Because um, this, is, this is quite a big thing in, in Germany, especially because you have a lot of environmental regulation that prevents people doing washing at home yeah, because they can't can. control the effluent. Yeah, because that's, that's also washing off everything that's you take the car. For on example, the car. It, it's it, because we already do a couple of those products for a customer who's selling it for bicycles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And he's able to advertise it as like, oh, you can wash your bicycle on the grass and nothing will happen. But so if you use the same product as a shampoo on yep. your car, it's completely illegal. Mm-hmm. Right. With the bicycle, it's okay. With the car, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to jail, but. Is, is that why these people have these strange adapted three wheel cars over here in Germany where you've got Fiat 500 with no, three wheels? No, that's just some people are just. It's not so they can actually clean it at home without going to prison. No, 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 no. Oh, that's it's more like they want to prove a point <laughs> that some people understand and some people don't. I certainly don't. <laughs> but um, the, and, and it's interesting, it, it kind of yeah. a conscious thing. So I, back in many, many years ago when running a brand, brought out something called the Green Clean Range. Mm-hmm. And I was selling it at shows and stuff like that. And the number of people who were not interested in it in the least, they yeah. said, oh, it's going to be weak, it's going to be sissy, yeah, it's, exactly. it's not going to do the so, job. We want the killer solvent one so that's going to give me lung disease, but it's going to clean my car. You, you basically did the equivalent of the uh, Audi Q2. A2. Uh, A2, sorry, A2. You never guess what I drive. Audi A2. Indeed. Well, you've sold it now, haven't you? No, 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 quite, no it didn't actually there's an, sell. There's an Audi A2 for sale it in, is, in Swindon. Yeah, 1.4 TDI, lovely. Yeah, basically 10, 15 years ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It, it was, and now and they're the only ones around. All the A-classes have rusted away. But you can see, um, I mean, I can see the demand, um, or there's a big shift in demand from north to south. With the exception of maybe Spain. In Spain, everything is ecological, but let's... Mm -hmm. Ignore that. It's only on the label. (laughs) I've been there. I tried a couple of detailers. Like, I I was there on vacation, and I always want to have a clean car. So I went to a couple of places, and it's not green. But anyways, so the, the demand is mostly coming from, like, northern Europe, and then it sort of trickles down. So in Germany, I would say mm, it's it's there, but it's not as strong as in Scandinavia. Honest, no, yeah, exactly. But in Scandinavia, no one, yeah, it's the color of the snow. You can tell the difference as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here, no one really cares too much yet. I mean, of course, you always have like your early adopters and people that want, you know, the latest mm. stuff. So it's I mean, going to be catering cons- to a younger generation, exactly, yeah. and to a more eco-conscious generation too you know so um there's definitely demand we saw it as uh you know a very interesting thing to do i mean you mentioned andy actually has a bit of a different background so Mm -hmm. we always put or he always put a lot of focus on making products that are um as 
little toxic, harmful, as whatever as possible. More responsible. From the, exactly, from the start. So we've been doing this from the start. So it, Yeah, you've always been low VOC. Yeah. 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 And for example, also with the coatings, I mean, as far as I know, we have the only coating uh, that is not dangerous goods. Okay. You know, with, uh, well, actually two now. It's SA3D Max and Cerabyte. You can just ship it by air, no problem. I was about to say, shipping to America becomes easier. Yeah, no problem. You can just, you know, um, so it's not dangerous goods. And this is sort of the way we want to, we want to go. And I mean, it's not easy. But it's possible. Yeah. It's not easy yeah. being green, as Kermit once said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I see that this is going to be the next like big, big trend. So, yeah. It's definitely appealing to that that young generation who have now grown up with under one and, litre cars as their first but, cars. And, and they've shunned cars as well. They're not driving as much. They're sitting around on bicycles and, and stuff. Yeah, it's a point, tricky. I guess. Yeah. yeah, how do we sell car products to them and they don't have cars or they're all rental cars? If it's rental cars, you still have to clean them. It's true. You know, true. maybe there's a shift in who's actually cleaning the cars and how you're cleaning the cars, mm-hmm. but you still need to clean them. So, whether it's electric or hybrid or they still uh, whatever, get dirty exactly. when it comes to it. That's a good thing. Indeed. So, and we also, you know, we knew exactly that if we were to offer a green kind of product, it has to be at the same price of a traditional product, and it has to have at least the same performance as mm. a traditional product. Otherwise, you will fail. Yeah. Yeah, so, I 100% agree with that. And we actually managed to do a couple of green products that outperform the products that we have at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there is, I mean, that's always the goal that we have. I mean, we want to have, the, it's always quality first. And I mean, we personally want to have the best product. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting up in the morning to do the second best product. <laughs> it's much you know, harder to sell the second best product. It's like the shampoo. It's yes. also much harder, but it's also, it's like a personal approach. I mean, mm-hmm. I would claim that all of us here that are involved in that process, we want to make the best product. You and know? there is a demand for it. We ran a we ran a poll last year, um, which we included in one of the the articles, uh, asking people if um, if they could find a greener version of a product they all, they are already using um, that performs the same for, I think it was varying levels of price yeah, difference. Yeah, we, we put that as a qualification. Yeah. Is it, would you be willing to pay the same for a greener product? Would you be willing to pay more for a greener product? And, and it was like, 75% were willing to pay at least 10 15, 10, 15% more. more. Yeah, a bit more. And I bet you, we didn't take ages and stuff like that and demographics, but I bet you it was the younger people who said, yeah, I'd pay an extra quid on a product to make sure I'm not killing you know the lesser spotted chimpanzee or something yeah and it needs to be green but still mean hey, hey. <laughs> maybe we make maybe you'd call it the mean I green about, range yeah yeah me, that me, work. greener meaner stronger <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's> a, <laughs> leaner greener yeah. meaner leaner <laughs> no um oh, we i have a that. couple of claims figured out already so okay well if you need any help as you know absolute naming guru um, as you tell my white car, which is called Uncrashable yeah. 3. Speaking yeah. of questions, yeah. um, what I'm going to do is fire 10 at you mm-hmm. in, in some you know rapid succession yep. uh, when my phone agrees to accept who I am and, yeah. and, and my fingerprint and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which it does now. So in, in, in this quick fire round, what is your current car? You have more than one, I suspect. X5 Hybrid. X5 Hybrid. I love how you say X5. Oh, but green. Shit. Uh, <laughs> hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it a 40E? 
45. 45e. So there's like, only a 45e. Oh, we, I, uh, okay. Well, there's going to be a 50e, but I'm not going to. Oh, there's going to be a 50e. Is there's going to be a 50e. Okay, well, I heard it, last week. It's BMW news. Do you, do you have any other toys? <laughs> Car toys before we go into detail. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, not battery powered. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that covers Teslas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. You're, 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 a lot of your staff are getting Teslas, aren't they? They're company cars. They seem to like them. Mm. But we have like And the 0.25% tax as well. That, that's yeah. also likable. No, well, it depends on whether it's performance or long range, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that because of the 60 grand threshold? Yeah. 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 Well, we turned up in a, in a Tesla performance. And okay. yeah. So you're rich people. No, we rent. <laughs> we live, we live on borrowed trust. <laughs> when we get back to England, we climb into a ten-year-old Mercedes and potter home. That's um, a, I mean, that's fine. I, I drove. Uh, well, I, yeah. I You've always had road. fast BMWs. No, I no no not always no. Well, last time I was here, you had a 340i. I I did. Yeah. Touring. Yes. That was nice. Very car. nice car. You've also got an exceptionally fast BMW behind us as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I promise I'll be nice. It's CSL is what I always... It's an M4 CSL yeah, yeah. with lots of bells and whistles and stripes and carbon fiber and stuff like that. On it's very that. pretty. Very pretty car. What is <laughs> your... What's, no, what's your What's your dream car? M3. Money, no object. I mean, bear in mind, you've got 200,000 pounds worth of cars was, sitting there. But It always was an M3 CSL. Okay, so you've reached... That was the goal. Goals achieved. You've peaked. No, it's yeah. an M4. Oh, that's an M4. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's really... That was... Uh, that's a, I, I, no, I, when, when I turned uh, 18, so you can do the math now... Uh, 2001? No, 2003. <laughs> um, the uh, M3 CSL was uh, introduced, and that was... The E46? Sort of, yeah. Yeah. So that was the car that I wanted at that time, but, you know... Couldn't afford, still can't afford. I was about to say, <laughs> still can't afford. <laughs> and uh, so that was kind of the... That the, was the, the goal. I don't want to say that... I think saying the dream was cheesy. I don't... <laughs> no, it's like... You don't sit there dreaming of cars. I do. I mean, no, the, the thing is, the more I worked with cars, the less I... You uh, became numb to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like... That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so you prefer the inline six of the E46 to the V8 of the E90, whatever it was. I hear that <laughs> to you have be to be honest. I never had the chance to drive an E46 M3 CSL. Never. You haven't? No. God. There's not enough cars. I mean, I don't know anyone who's. But you know everyone. No. Well, not anymore. They've all gone through a ditch sideways. <laughs> even even, even uh, Gecko Lecto doesn't have one. That's bizarre. And he has pretty much whatever you... Well, because I, mean, I know the E90 whatever version, mm -hmm. they actually bought the engine out to 4.4 mm -hmm. litres for it, so it's got mm -hmm. serious power gains and, and, and all the rest of it. One of my uh, best friends had it, used to have it. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. Any, yeah. any listeners out there in Germany who who own one, who want a free wash? Yeah, this, bring, and yeah, in exchange yeah, for, a, for, yeah, yeah. for a quick black free, round. Free wash and a cuddle from Florian in order to uh, drive the car. That's, that's a deal. It's a charity shout out. Yeah. Um, it, it's like children in need, but yeah. not children and, and, and more want than need. Yeah, um, but it's, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. You're happy now. Yeah. You're happy where you are. Okay. So what then, if we go back into the mists of time, were you really 18 in 2003? Yeah. We're very similarly aged. I didn't realize that. Um, mm -hmm. First car you ever detailed? Uh, 
Was it a Renault Detailed Wind? Detailed or washed? No. Detailed. Where do you draw the line? I, I, something, so detailing is a state of mind. A car yeah, that okay, you no. took a long time First time, time I ever detailed the car was uh, with my host sister in the US and it was a... Whole sister. Host, 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 yeah. host, 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 sister. Host, sister. No. And it was uh, an orange '98 uh, Mustang. Okay, so '98 post Fox body. Yeah, that's. Um, it was a more know. round shape. Mm-hmm. Another one. Yeah. yeah, orange and black stripes. Okay. That was the first car that I ever got to. To touch into help help uh, well they actually introduced me into the whole detailing, detailing thing, yeah. thing yeah. and if you'd like to learn more about that story simply go onto YouTube where our video from many many years ago when we were both younger and you were fatter and I was thinner um, and we talk all about your your time in America and your your backstory because it's a damn sight more interesting than than anyone else's yeah. around this table yeah um, so moving on again mm-hmm. deeply personal question. Mm. I would say you don't have to answer it, but you kind of do. How many buckets do you like to use when you're caressing your motor car or washing it? Two, but Two really buckets. only one. <laughs> one for the wheels and one for the rest. Okay, okay. And do you use multiple wash mitts as a result no. of that? Okay, so you well, use... Well, I use brushes for the wheels and, the, a, yeah. and a... But one wash mitt for the car and yeah. you, you rinse and dip in, in the same bucket. Well, actually, my procedure is a little bit different. I use... This is a, a detailing foam. podcast. Tell us well, in yeah, detail. I, I use a foam lance to apply the shampoo on the mm-hmm. car, and then I basically just use it as a rinse bucket. Uh, okay. So I don't use a shampoo bucket. The shampoo is all on the car already that by the sense. time I start washing. Efficiency. So. Yeah. I've seen that before, certainly. Yeah. I think that's what they teach at DA for some things, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, speaking of which, yeah. uh, given the choice, would you prefer a... Rotary, ro- always. Okay, it's almost like I, I pre-prepared you with these questions. No, you were, yeah. we were talking, you... I mean, we, we've already talked about rotaries and DA yeah. in depth, so you're, yeah. you're a DA man, you say? No. You're a rotary man? Yes. I was just double-checking your 100%, answer there. 100%. 100% rotary. Um, Okie dokie. Now this, given given what Nanlex is famous for, although you did produce a wax, uh, the question coating or wax, I suspect, is going to be... No, a... it depends. Okay. Expand. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your profile. You know, if you like well, to... Me and profile If you like not, to fiddle around, you know, detailing the car, like every couple of weeks, you just apply a wax every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I would... What I would always do is I would... Uh, I would always apply a base coat. This is what happens, you know, when I have a, a, a new car, there's always base coat on the car, and then you can put whatever you like on top. So for right? readers so, who aren't familiar with base coat, tell mm-hmm. them what base coat is. Well, base coat is basically a pure uh, polyzilazine coating, which gives you the hardness, um, so the scratch resistance mm-hmm. and uh, also it has a very very high durability and everything you apply on top of it will last longer than it would last on paint mm-hmm. so you have the most well, you have a perfect you foundation have a very good protection and then the rest is up to what you like but, and you but can crucially it doesn't top. have uh, hot, as much hot, the hydrophobicity yeah. as, that's, that's been the second layer that's in exactly, the top yeah, 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 so yeah, it's, it's yeah. just the, yeah. the the foundations yeah, yeah. So. sorry for the pause I was puffing hard um, <laughs> so, um, okay again I'm asking a German whether he prefers Ferrari or Porsche so Ferrari. that's a brilliant why 
you're the first German who said that. Every other German is like, Porsche, because it is efficient, it is good. No, it's like a more emotion. Yeah, like, true. Yeah. True, more emotion. Uh, now, as you, as I, I did kind of mention quietly in your ear for your, for your own benefits, um, an important question. Subaru or Mitsubishi? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, Subaru actually. Why? Um, because like from all the like rally stuff that I saw as uh, a younger person, mm -hmm. it was always Subaru that was like dominating the. Colin McRae, and out flat yeah, out. Richard yeah, Burns, yeah, all sorts of legends. So that sort of you know the blue and, and blue and yellow, and it was yeah. the five five five. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm absolutely with you on that. Perfectly good reason. Well answered. I think Tim Bomford had one of those. Uh, he had several. So uh, shout out Tim Bomford, Envy uh, down in Gosport. He had a, uh, I believe he even had a 22B, which is sort of yeah. the, the the top end 2.2 litre two door lightweight supercar. Yeah. Um, which instantly, instantly, ProDrive bought out a replacement, a modern version of it, for an awful lot of money. And um, yeah. Okay, okay, hint taken. Flex or Rupes? Uh, flex. Why? Mm. In my opinion, more progressive when it comes to technology. Okay. More reliable too. Okay. That's uh, and opinions can be expressed freely. It's it's just an opinion. I'm not saying I'm not <laughs> stating it personal as a preference. Fact. And everybody's entitled to that. I really, yeah, really like it. Cool. Um, final Actually, question. Sorry, uh, festival. Festival. Uh, uh, yeah. They're not, festival they're not far from here either, are they? I have no idea, but I have. Wrap 150. I've had two, exactly. I had that one and the small, like, actually sanding machine, like mm -hmm. the 125, mm -hmm. yep. where you can switch from free spinning to, to forced rotation. So uh, that, that those are actually my machines that are here on the... Well, you're not alone. Quite a few old school detailers still swear by them and struggle because they don't make them anymore or they don't make the detailery I mean, ones. Yeah. They do ones with different wrong start speeds and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, and green cables. Yeah. Um, so final question. Sunday drive. Well, actually, hang on. Let me, let me paint a picture. <laughs> it's a spring day in Saarland. Do you want the dreamy thing? Yeah. Okay. It's a spring day in Saarland. No, that sounds a bit creepy, doesn't it? Okay, well, look, um, you, you, with your, your BMW CSL, yeah. it's, um, you know, you've 50, done... 50 kilometers on the clock. Okay, well, stop posting. And um, <laughs> just all of my cars got at least six figures. Um, but uh, the family are away. Yeah. You've done your work, you're fine. Nothing nothing there. You're, it's just you and your motor car. Yeah. Do you want to get out your microfibers and start rubbing it? Or do you want to turn some keys, although yours is probably keyless contact and all that rubbish, well, but, and go for a hoon? Depends on what the car looks like. If it's when dirty, it like I that. wouldn't... Okay, when it looks like that, I would go for a drive. There's no need to wash it. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't go on a drive without a washed car well yeah i wouldn't go on a drive with a dirty car i wouldn't do that no, now let's 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 dig into that briefly is that because you fear that people will see you as mr no it's because i don't like it you just can't it, yeah i don't like it okay it just yeah. gives you a bit of an itch bit yeah. of a twitch yeah. yeah plus the performance gains they spent so long shaving weight off that thing you know if you go out there with some mud on your mud flaps you've undone three hours There's of no an engineer's no work mud flaps. Well, no mud flaps not even 
floor mats. Didn't you specify floor mats? I mean, I've got floor it's mats on a car that costs 1,500 quid new. Not possible. I know guy that can make floor mats. Yeah, I could, I could have. I've got some old <laughs> no, carpet, actually. They, the they removed the I can put, I've got some self-tappers. you can attach them to. Seriously, I've got battery drill in the car and some self-tappers. I could I could. I thought about the you. same thing. Yeah, easy peasy. And it helped with drain holes as well. <laughs> I, I imagine you would do very nasty things to me if I put screw holes in the bottom of your brand new BMW. <laughs> He's smiling in a way that says yes. Um, but anyway, on, on, on that slightly sinister note, let us roll it up. But all I would like to say is thank you very much for showing us around your amazing facility. And thank you very much for coming over. It was again. easy. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> every five years. Um, and uh, also congratulations on the expansion and growth. This, thank you. I, I mean, I go to a lot of places. I mean, we both see a lot of places from the inside and there's it, it's really nice to see things expanding and going from strength to strength Thank so the trying very hard yeah no i can tell i can tell that's good and uh, so i think on that note it is goodbye from me and goodbye from me goodbye from me too